For December 6, 2016, it's a Tuesday. After the loss of the Oakland Raiders, we kind of uh, depressed ourselves out. And uh, Well, I'm here. I'm David Palermo, your host. Along, uh, Find me on Twitter, at NumBillsFan. And uh, alongside me is the wonderful Adam Deacon. Yep, I'm still here. Find me on Twitter at numbillsadamd. You can also shoot us emails, Adam, or you can shoot one to Dave at numbillsfan.com, whoever you choose. So if you have some long-winded winded baloney, balagna, whatever you want to do, check it out. Or if there's anything you want us to talk about, or you want to come on our podcast, or you want us to come on your podcast. Yeah. Or not. Or not. You don't have to do anything. NumBillsFan.com has articles up there, usually one a week, from Scott Campbell 13, and has all of our previous podcasts as well. If you do not subscribe to us already on iTunes, or if you have any kind of device, just type in some way to get an app to find you podcasts. That way, when you subscribe to us, you don't have to go on our website. But it's cool if you do, too. It's easier, though, to go through like a player. So figure that out for yourself. Um, there's apps like Stitcher and TuneIn and all sorts of stuff. Um, but really, iTunes has one. Google Play has one. And if you have one of those two phones, you should be golden. Yeah, those are the heavy hitters right there. If not, website works great. Don't forget. If not, night, you're probably not even listening to us say this right now, truthfully. What's up? I don't know. Um, so tomorrow night, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., we go live on Facebook Numb Bills fan. Uh, That's a thing. On Facebook. So yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Numb Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Also, that's brought to you by BillsForLife.com. Yep. That's the homies. They run the uh, Bills Mafia huh? group on Facebook. 53,000 strong, I think. 54, somewhere in there. I, I'm not looking at it. And I'm just, I'm still just like shot from the game. So I haven't I haven't sprung back like my hope crashed and it burned and it's still kind of just smoldering. If I can wake up early enough or it's not too cold, I will be definitely getting to the Red Pintel tailgate down there to see my buddy Nick and Nick Papa Jealous and uh, Nick Till or uh, Jamie Tilbury and all those other guys who kind of go nuts. So. I'll be checking those guys out at the rest of the home games. Obviously, um, it's been it's been hard for me personally to, to to get there early. I think I had something going on two of the games the night before, and led me up late. So check, Yo, check shout those out, guys out. Shout out to Jamie. Jamie's a true diehard, making the drive from Massachusetts every home game. That's that's some shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, and he does a great job for with charities and all sorts of stuff. So and don't forget punchdrunksports.com. We just had Sam Tripoli from Punchdrunk Sports on our yeah, last and podcast. Yeah, he was right about the damn Raiders. What did he say? They were going to win. Yeah. And I was over here like, "Oh, it's going to come down to clock management. Whoever has the ball last." And for a while there, I thought I was right. I was wrong. I was wrong. Tripoli was right. So that being said, go subscribe to Punch Drunk Sports on iTunes or Google Play, they're on SoundCloud, wherever you like your podcast, go check them out, at Punch Drunk on Twitter. Well, here we go. So let's dive into it. Um, it's time to be emo, so take out your black eyeliner. Let's get real here. Um, start slitting your wrist. Uh, make sure if you want to slit your wrist, you that, do it front to back. That's not a positive Um Okay, message. fine. If you just want to cut yourself, you know, a lot of people prefer their legs. That's cool, too. Um, I'm about to start. And if you do, and I offended you, I'm sorry. They're just jokes. Anywho, so 
Um, well, this is usually um, – this is definitely the time, just like when the Bills are 0-2. Um, this is definitely the time where I am not ready to get into the draft. I'm not going to – if you expect us to talk about draft and next year and all this shit – I'm glad you brought that up. Screw all of that. The you, sentiments really have snapped right back to where they were week two. And I don't know, maybe they'll maybe they'll fire someone else from the coaching staff like they did to Greg Roman, and everyone will be like, oh, what happens next? But I don't think that's going to happen this time. Yeah, I think if you, uh, if you really break it down, which we're not, but we are, um, here's, why, here's why we won't get into – we're not going to stay there. We'll have our nuggets – because we have the whole off season to think about the off season, and what I love about mid season is right now people say there is no franchise quarterback to choose right now, and you're going to have rookie quarterbacks who did their thing with Dak Prescott, okay, Carson oh, Wentz, yeah. and everyone's oh we pass, why'd we pass on Prescott? Why we pass on Prescott? Let me tell you, like every team passed on Prescott at least twice, so. Nobody knew. Nobody knew that he was going to come out and he was going to take control of this, you know, Cowboys offense and just crush it. Going into this year, everybody assumed Tony Romo was going to be the starter in Dallas. Nobody knew that Dak Prescott was going to be the next big thing down there. And that being said, he's also got an amazing rookie running back that that's just killing it. They're behind a top-tier offensive line, and they have, I mean, shit. I, I think I, I think it's fair to say that Des Bryant's going to the Hall of Fame at some point. I'd say they have a Hall of Fame caliber receiver as well as, you know, a couple other talented guys, Jason Witten at tight end. It's a good offense. It's a good offense to get plugged into as a rookie. I'm not saying that his successes aren't his own and that, you know, I'm sure there's guys out there who were like, oh, we should draft Dak Prescott. I wasn't one of them. And you could have put him in 31 other cities and gotten a completely different result. That's all I'm saying. Nobody knew. So I don't care what we should have done. We didn't do it. You could talk about the past drafts and letting this guy go or that guy go, passing on whoever. You can't change it. It's done. We'll have, like, if you plan on the Bills not, if you guys want to dive into that and and you really want to do all that, that's cool. But if you really feel the Bills won't make the playoffs, which, yeah, okay, you know, we'll we'll dive into that too. But we get it. But at least wait till, can we just talk about that in, like, January? Because even if they lost all the rest of their games, we're going to find reasons to watch the game. I am. I don't know. Allegedly, the players might be checked out, but whatever. I have nothing else to do. Um, and if you're still a Bills fan, you've been doing it for this long anyways, and we can't talk you off the ledge. But really, we have all offseason to talk about all that. And it's like I really feel that that, that what's going to happen here is all of a sudden this, oh, there's this franchise guy that's just climbing up the charts, just like freaking Blaine Gabbert did and freaking Russ, or not Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin. Like, those guys were not first-round draft picks, I swear, around this time when they were coming out. And then all of a sudden, the offseason comes, and people start talking about them because quarterback's the most important position. So don't be shocked if even we might end up guilty, like, oh, shoot, there is a franchise guy. Look at these numbers. Look at this. And But right now, there's not, like, that guy. And, again, we talk about it all the time. Andrew Luck had a good game last night on Monday Night Football against the depleted Jets team. And he makes some good throws. And we all like Andrew Luck. But right behind Tyrod Taylor and holding the ball too long is Andrew Luck. And, oh, by the way, he gets sacked a lot too. So if we're on it right now, we want to be emotional about it, let, let, let's let talk. Um, let's really be into it. I mean, this is a crushing defeat. And especially when the Bills were up 15 points. And not for nothing... This might be new to you listeners, but what the hell is up with Rex Ryan's defense? Short fields or not, what's going on here? Because this special teams really let down, and obviously the two turnovers the Bills had, 
really let, you know, they, they gave Oakland extremely short fields. And the ball's getting punted in the fourth quarter to, like, the 45, you know, of Oakland. So, right. And, 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 I mean, it seems like with the Murray Cooper and Crabtree, they could throw the ball exactly. 25 yards that in open space all day. That seems too good, too good at moving the football to just set them up like that. It's pretty awful when you when you're watching this thing and let's be real. Where's the defense at? I'm not hearing names being called right now. Uh, another game without a sack. Granted, Derek Carr gets rid of the ball fast. He's very decisive. At the same time, calling out Rex Ryan. Where's your D at, dude? 29 straight points? What the hell is going on? What more of a wake-up call do you guys need? Are you guys not putting your the pedal to the metal? And you know what I'm hearing in these player interviews? Not to get on, guys, but, you know, they're going, <clears throat> excuse me, we got complacent. We were too comfortable. We were too comfortable. We were too comfortable. Hey, message to everybody, to all the players listening that don't listen. Um, you You play for the Bills. So what happens when you play for the Bills is every little dumbass thing that goes wrong, people goes, no, it's the Bills. What do you expect? What do you expect? The Bills builds themselves this game. This is exactly what the Bills did. And Oh, they Bills it hard. What are the odds of the punter just all of a sudden, Colt Schmidt, sucking? I mean, punting line drive punts under 40 yards, and it's like, what's going on here? Like, why is this happening? And not for nothing, I'm going to call it how I see it. I don't think Sammy Watkins can catch a contested ball lately to save his life. And oh, by the way, if you look at his body language, okay, first quarter, Sammy Watkins. I want to talk about Sammy real quick. So I'm a little bit bothered because the thing that puzzles me with Sammy Watkins is he's hurt. So by nature, that means you will not have a chemistry with your quarterback. There is, like, not much chemistry with, with Tyrod Taylor right now out there. Yes, we had the bomb last week, okay? Nice nice, nice bomb to Sammy Watkins. But as far as route running, nah, nothing. First quarter, what happens? Ball goes inside of Sammy Watkins, and Sammy's on the sideline still. And, you know, Dan Fouts even said, he goes, well, it looks like Sammy patted himself on the head, and then on the sideline he... You know, pretty much admitted, like, Tyrod, my bad, my bad. You know what I mean? And so that tells you he ran the wrong route. What happened again? Later on in the game, I think it actually might have been second or third quarter. I don't think they were getting their ass kicked yet, the Bills. But um, Sammy Watkins, after he gets the ball thrown his way, and I'm not saying that Tyrod was super accurate. Don't get me wrong. But last I checked, we got this guy for reasons I'm going to get into. Another time I see Sammy Watkins, a ball thrown towards Sammy, the camera zooms into Tyrod, and he's like, come on, man. That's exactly what he said. Like, come on, man. You saw his lips. Okay, not on the same page. I had this issue with Sammy Watkins when the Bills were 0-2, that it's Sammy time. We have a Sammy ratio. We got to get Sammy the ball. And I think that's a crock of shit. Because when Sammy was out, we're getting the ball to eight different people, seven different people. And this time we ain't. Sammy's back. And we're not getting the ball to that many people. You know, it's like Marquise Goodwin is the next guy on the list with with receptions. So it's like, what do you do? When, like for real, like I'm so I'm so fathom that that there's there, that there's no chemistry with Sammy Watkins right now, and that's obviously what happens when he doesn't practice. That's what happens. But I'll be honest with you, what I feel sometimes is yes, I want Sammy Watkins out there, but clearly, don't give anything too confusing, or Tyrod better remind remind him what he needs to do because mentally there's no chemistry. There is no chemistry with this kid right now. And we also brought in Sammy Watkins, which I will back Doug Whaley on it, and I will say if you again look at the roster, when we got Sammy Watkins, we were kind of set. 
We were pretty set across the board with a lot of positions. I don't want to hear about Odell. I don't want to hear about anybody else. I don't want to hear how we could have got Andy Dalton, but instead we got Aaron Williams or whatever. You know, you could do that all day. I don't want to hear about it. We are where we are, but not for nothing. You got two picks in this guy, okay? And the reason you got Sammy is because he can go and get it, because he can catch those contested balls. He can catch those balls that when he is not open, he catches them. Yo, there was a lot of balls, second half, and drives that ended with balls that went towards Sammy Watkins. Whether the cornerback made a nice play, I'll be honest with you, I can't name a fucking cornerback on the Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that Deion Sanders was out there. Neon Deion, like, like really, Sammy Watkins needs to catch those contested balls. And look, I could probably be smart and go back and watch every one of those passes and maybe objectively I'll I'll be like, Oh, you know what? If I see that those weren't catchable balls or whatever, but my immediate impact, I I would, I would, you know, backpedal and and own it because that's what I would do. But right. Long story story short, he made 38 yards out of fucking nine targets. Sammy Watkins had three receptions. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, Tyrod technically spread the ball to seven guys, but you got the tight end with one reception. You got Goodwin with four. Hunter has one. McCoy has seven, which is fine. They were little check downs, but with McCoy, I don't mind because McCoy makes dudes miss before they're even within three yards, you know? So, and, and I'm Brandon, Brandon Tate had one, and Sammy Watkins had three receptions. But it's like, these guys, how many targets did you say Sammy had? I'm sorry. Nine. He had nine targets, made three catches. A lot of these, a lot of these balls, if they're caught, were continuing drives. You have an opportunity for another big play. The chemistry with Sammy and Tyrod, I think, is something that a lot of people aren't talking about, and I think that's a big ass problem. I really do because he's brought in here to be that guy, and he's not on the field in practice. And I know this is what we have. We can't do anything about it. This is where we're at. But it's really disappointing because. I feel when Sammy's not in there that Tyrod is looking around a lot more. I could be totally one or totally one, totally wrong. Check out CoverOne.net with our dog Eric Turner over there, and he'll have probably if you hit him up on Twitter, he will have everything answered for you if you need little details like that. You know, he confirms a lot of things when I shoot him a text or a tweet. And it answers a lot of questions. Because I'll come up with some really bogus theories, to be honest with you. And the Sammy Watkins thing could be one to I a lot of people. I wasn't going to say nothing. Stop snitching on yourself. The Bills did what they did, though. I mean, they, they come out. They get off 15 points. You, you got you got the Raiders receivers just dropping balls in the first half. And it just kind of felt, as a Bills fan, you're like, you know, it's just a matter of time. You know what hurts? This is what hurts. You look at this this fucking thing, and what I'm holding up right now is the uh, win probability chart on ProFootballReference.com. I mean, look at this. Look at this graph. Like this bottom line is a hundred percent chance the Bills win the game. Look how close they were halfway through the third quarter. Wow! Like you you can't screw that up, right? Wrong. Wrong. Look at the other end of the graph. Wrong. I think I heard. I think I heard the Raiders were like zero and seventy two when they're down like fourteen more points or something, and now they're like, well, now they're not. Of course, it's the Bills. You know, just like Cleveland. I don't know, man. You know, you're you're talking a lot about Sam, and I've I've defended Tyrod Taylor up and down. I mean, you don't you don't have to go very far back in the history of this podcast to hear me be like, and if you don't think Tyrod, like you'll, you'll hear me do it. If you go back and listen to past episodes, I've definitely stuck up for him. But man, when you look at the, when you look at the numbers, it's starting to get bad. I mean, this is the eighth, this is the third game in a row under 200 yards passing the eighth game this season under 200 yards passing. Oh, and the bills are one in eight. When Tyrod has thirty or more attempts, uh, oh man, it's like that. 
What the, do we do about that? It's like the Bills were 9-0 and when McCoy ran for over 100 yards. So if we got his 100 yards in the third quarter, I'm like, ah, right, we're sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's go time, baby. And, and I feel like the Bills actually read that stat. I'm over here like, <laughs> man, I should have bet on this game. I feel like the Bills read that stat, and it's like, that's it you just mentioned. It's like, that shit shouldn't matter. If Tyrod Taylor has to throw more than 30 times, I get it. It kind of gives you an idea and a window into where the game is going. At the same time, um, the the team admitted that they like let off the gas, and that's like the shittiest part. Is like we can theory or we can theorize anything we want, but when they start admitting, like, yeah, we got a little complacent, yeah, we were too comfortable, yeah, right. and, then, needed... and then we were losing our mind. Okay, well, how about you just stay steady against a, a high powered offense like? Like the Raiders, I, I mean, I've, I don't want to sit here and like talk about how great the fucking Raiders are. It's the last thing I want to do two days after this game. But you can't just sit back and put on the cruise control because you got a lead. You have to keep scoring points. You have to keep ending these drives in points, even if you're just getting getting down to the forty yard line and setting Dan Carpenter up with a with a field goal. You got to keep scoring. You can't you can't go scoreless in the fourth. It can't happen. It's not it's not good enough. It's just clearly, but judging by the final score, not good enough. Yep, yep. Because I feel like they came out they came out of halftime, had the momentum in their favor, and then it just kind of it got away from them, man. Like it does so often, like. I'm I'm acting I'm I'm sounding all surprised while I'm saying this, but I'm not. I'm not, and I don't mean to be the bitter old Bills fan that's like down on his team right now. But God, you had that you had that game, and instead of trying to move the ball downfield, you start you start dinking and dunking, and you, you know, quite frankly, chewing up the clock a little bit too early. You're not getting the yardage. You are not getting the yardage to keep the drive moving. You can't just try to, oh, well, we're going to run it and then try to try a shitty pass and punt. Like, no, that, I mean, we, we've seen that routine and those guys, those coaches, they don't work here anymore. I feel on every drive, there was something where in the second half where, where they need to play out of Sammy Watkins or, or a guy, they need to play out of somebody. Right, and they can't they 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 can't get it together, and that could be Tyrod himself. But I mean, this is the first game all season where I'm ready to like just be like, "Yo, we gotta take accountability for this one." Because like every other game, oh well, the penalties or the injuries or the you know the refs fucked us, like, you know, in the Seattle game or whatever, or like. You know, week one and week two, we lose by six to the Ravens and then the Jets. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, six-point loss to one-score game. Any any one play could have, could you know, no, no, no excuses on this one. They got to move on to the next play. You know what I mean? Don't even look at the scoreboard. You guys got to put your head down and get out of that game. You have 60 minutes of live action in this stupid-ass game. And it really ain't even 60 minutes. It's 60 minutes of a clock running, okay? And you guys got to put your head down and just do your thing. Don't even worry about the score. Pretend nothing happened. Wait till the game's over. And I hate to be this guy, but a Bill Belichick team would never do that. And I hate guys who say that. And that's the truth. I have never seen the Patriots let up like that. I've never seen the Patriots get too comfortable. No way. And that's one problem I got. The Bills always have had a problem finishing. Let's get this over with. Let's be consistent. You know, okay, cool. You guys are happy. You're up 15 points. Big deal. Do you realize that anything can happen? And what do you do? Your special teams blows in the second half. You don't punt the ball anywhere. And next thing you know, Rex's defense and Rob's defense, and Thurman's defense, and whoever else the hell wants to call it their defense, or if it's the team's defense, they ain't showing up because you ain't stopping anybody. You know, the change of pace at running back for the Raiders. Holy shit that it screw up the Bills, you know? And, like, man, this defense started out hot in the beginning of the season. Now this defense is hot trash, hot 
trash. And it sucks because we have more talent on this Bills team this year than we have had, actually I should say the last few years, than we've had in a long time. And now we're looking at holes on the roster again. What? We got a lot of holes to fill. Off-season talk again. But it's like, you got to be kidding me right now. You got to be absolutely kidding me right now. The defense needs to step up. The special teams, I don't understand how you can punt inconsistently. I'm not a kicker. I am not a kicker. But if you're inconsistent, goddamn, dude, work on that shit. Kick all day. Kick with your opposite leg, too. Figure it out. Hire a kicker. You got to get... You can't give an Oakland Raiders team the number five offense in the league at the time a short field. You no. can't do that. Are you out of your mind? And the Bills just... Tyrod Taylor fumbles. Okay, that's going to happen. It's Mac. We've been waiting for Mac to come out. He showed up. He showed up. There's also the interception. He, you know what I mean? Like, come I, on. I believe Mac showed up on that. Didn't he tip that too? Mm-hmm. Well, or I thought maybe Bruce Irvin might have swiped his arm or something. Well, Tyrod called him a game wrecker before the game, and God, he was right. <laughs> and dude, I'm watching. I actually watched a Carolina Panthers um, Raiders game, and the Raiders did that. The Panthers, they eventually came back. I'm like, I knew the outcome of the game before I watched it. I'm like, there's no way. I, like, how 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 do the Raiders come back? How does a team that was in the Super Bowl just, like, cave? Now, granted, Luke Keekly is out, yep. and that guy is a superstar. That guy is amazing to watch. He is, like, a magnet to the ball, perfect angles. <laughs> it's, like, crazy. Um, but I was just like, no way. No way. And then next thing you know. For the Bills, Crabtree starts catching the ball. You know what I mean? He's not dropping the ball. The 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 crowd's getting back into the game. You know, it's just it was an absolute tire fire. I mean, we don't need to be that depressing about it, but the run game is good, was was nice and good, but at the same time I don't I don't understand how you let up twenty nine straight points. How do you do that? Well, if your offense can't move the ball and your special teams can't move the ball, that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. And and I want to say insert shitty offense here that you don't want to give a short field to. But last I checked, this is the NFL, and we just saw a 2-8 and eight at the time Jaguars team almost beat the Bills to give you an idea how close shit is. And there's so many people out there saying, oh, what if Cleveland beats the Bills? Wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. McGowan's throwing for over 300 yards. Like, at least that's what the stat line said. I didn't watch shit. I don't even know if Cleveland's won yet. Have they won yet? Does anybody know? No. No? Okay. But do you follow what I'm saying here? It's like, we have to hang on and move on to the next game. Really. That's what we need to do. You just can't let off the gas. You can't. The Bills are still in this thing. Don't, 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 don't let it fool you. The Bills are still in it, okay? You have another week to root for the Bills. And I understand. AFC teams are not losing. We're looking for help. You know, that pick two from Eric Berry, like, Eric, dude, Shout out to you for your cancer treatment, going back home to Atlanta. Great fucking story. But your pick six was enough, man. <laughs> you didn't have to go winning that game and shit, dude. Yeah, we... Uh, just kidding, man. You deserve it. But yeah, at the same no, time, we, it just sucks as a Bills fan here. Um, well, yo, you, you pretty much just summed it up right there. It pretty much just sucks as a Bills fan right now. Especially when you look at this, when you look at the standings, which I just popped up when you had, I had to double check Cleveland didn't win while I was like sleeping. <laughs> um, I mean, it sucks because we're over here. Put us in the AFC South with all these other six and six teams. Come on, you got three teams sitting at six and six right now: the Texans, the Titans, the Colts, and you got Jacksonville sitting at two and ten. Where? Why aren't we in that? You gotta, you gotta hope that Denver keeps losing, and. That, you know, hopefully the Chiefs get some losses, but I, I think 
the Chiefs are going to take that number, that 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 first wild card spot. Um, yeah, the fifth seed. Yeah, so um, you got to hope that Miami loses. Which, by the way, Baltimore handed them an ass whooping. They brought yeah. their dumbasses down to earth, like I predicted. Remember, I said Miami's due. So hopefully, Miami. Uh, you know, and that's what I felt like with this Raiders team. Is I thought this Raiders team was due too. Um, but I'll I'll be honest here. A little secret. I'm gonna kind of maybe be rooting for the Raiders if they make the playoffs, which they will. Yo, like, I like I, that. They've they've been kind of. If I had to rank teams, it would be Vikings, Bills were always one and one A for me growing up. Yeah, and then and then I'll put the Raiders because I like the colors and. Yo, I'm down with the colors, and I will be rooting for the Oakland Raiders if the Bills aren't in the playoffs. And I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the, the Raiders are going at this point because you know what? I want them. I want them to get a chip. Because right now their fan base is living our wildest dream and our worst nightmare simultaneously. Right. Because they got they finally got the turnaround. The pieces of the puzzle are in place. They got Derek Carr, and he's lighting it up. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. They got move. Khalil Mack. They're gonna. Their defense is back to its its former glory. I mean, because back in the day. Back in the day I, I, with, like, John Madden. I, I, I don't know you don't, if I would say former you, glory. No, no. Back in the day, that was a brutal defense. I'm talking back in, like, the 70s. Like, the John Madden Oakland Raiders. That was, that was like, a historic team. So, I would say they have playmakers on defense, but I wouldn't call them, like, a great defense by any means. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I get your point. They're showing flashes of. Could be. You know, it seems like the Oakland did we defense. Sco- did we score any points on them in the fourth quarter? No. No, we didn't. You're talking one quarter. You're talking You're talking balls that were borderline dropped. Well, well, yo, still, nonetheless, the, the team is finally hit that turnaround point. These aren't the – this isn't the fucking, you know, 2-14 and 14 Oakland Raiders anymore or whatever. And they're right there. Like I said, the P- – all all the pieces of the puzzle have come together, and they have figured out how to win. Maybe they're not the best defense, but this team is winning. And everybody says it. Any Raiders fan is like, they're like, this team needs to put it all together all game. And that's what we've been saying as Bills fans for years. But but really, the, it's like their defense got a really slow start in the beginning of the year. And a lot of people say that statistically, Oakland is still making up for that first bad, very bad month of football for them defensively. Right. And so that's where, like, it, it, it's like they're coming together. But, yeah, yeah. To, to go full circle back to my point, they, they, finally, got, they finally got their guys in, in position. They're winning games. But the sun's setting on this Oakland fan base. This team is moving to Las Vegas for better or worse next season. Next season, right? Or is it the following season? Mm-hmm. And also... Uh, and I mean, that's that's all there is to it. So, like, last chance to dance in Oakland. Like, Well, they have one more... I think they have one more meeting in, like, January or something with the owners. Well, but, uh, maybe if they're, uh, maybe if they're like, passing around the, Lomb- the Lombardi Trophy at the damn meeting, that'll change things. But... I heard something... I don't think so. I heard something today um, that... If you if you um listen to the John Murphy show, um Tyra Taylor's actually uh a guy from Buffalo Rumblings went on and Tyra Taylor's actually kinda statistically, if you look at that two hundred yard marker, he's actually really um not to switch gears real quick, but I really wanted to bring up Tyrod. It's a lot of people are coming down on him. But we've said it before. Um, Scott Campbell did an article about Tyrod Taylor comparing him to Russell Wilson's, I believe, Super Bowl season. And this guy from Buffalo Rumblings, he compared it to Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. And as Murph said, they all came in the league different ways. You know, you look at Tom Brady, and I, we don't need to go into it. But um, Well, no, so, we, can, we can get into it. Brady... Brady sat for a few years behind Bledsoe. I, I think he sat one year. And then, you know, you had... Uh, Roethlisberger, Maddox got hurt. So Roethlisberger started his rookie year. Right. And then, who else was it? Drew Brees. He he had a his situation in, in San Diego that we're all yep, yep. familiar enough with, I think. 
And then uh, Russell Wilson flat out earned the job. But when you look at the numbers, uh, Tyrod Taylor right, kind of com- there was no competition for that freaking. I don't know. Seattle what are you talking job. about? Yeah, there was. They traded. They traded and paid a lot of money for Matt Flynn that year. Okay, and where where's Matt Flynn? Yeah, now? where's Matt Flynn now? But you can't uh, you can't say that. No, that, that, that was a competition. Usually, any other organization, I don't know. See Rob Johnson here. Well, no, I'm just saying there wasn't a bunch of like hot shot dudes waiting in line to take that Seattle Seahawks job. I don't know, man. I think they looked at Matt Flynn like that he was going to be that guy, but clearly he freaking. Yeah, we we checked that situation out too. Remember? Yeah, but that was after the fact. I mean, going right, into no, it, I'm that was saying. like that was like a blockbuster. Like, oh my. God, what are they doing? Okay, okay. Well, he must be that good off of like two starts. Um, but no, I your point. Yeah, it, what I like about Seattle, though, on a side note, is that like they give their Pete Carroll wants guys who who he doesn't care where you're drafted. Are you going to compete and win right. and, no, and exactly. do, your, do your duty? And you know what? Some of the best guys our team has aren't guys that were drafted high. I mean. You know, you got some good, you got some really good players that were drafted high, Marcel Darius being one of them. But I mean, everyone's frustrated with him too. And I, I get it. You know, you want your, you want your draft picks on the field. But you know, some, some of these guys we got out of nowhere. The, you know, the Zach Browns and the Lorenzo Alexanders of the team. We have two. We have two years with Tyrod Taylor. He's set for four years. Um, I, honestly. I feel with what we saw week 17 last year against the Jets, and it was a long time ago, we thought that this, that this offense would be humming with Sammy Watkins and whatever, but really I think the injuries are killing this team. And we're this late in the season. Sammy Watkins ain't practicing much. And, you know, he did practice, uh, I believe, a full practice last week, but he also had a day off. And it's like, you know, Obviously, with this foot, you can't get too many reps, but it's just showing up. At the same time, you have to pay the guy $27 million. And at the same time, if the projections work out, that should be the 20th ranked quarterback pay. And that's actually not bad. Keep in mind, the cap goes up every year a lot. I believe uh, it was going up at least like $10 million. I think it's a percentage. But um, so... The people out there who are calling in radio stations and tweeting whoever, why don't we start EJ Manuel? Why don't we start Cardale Jones? Oh, glad you asked. Why the hell will we start EJ Manuel in a contract year for him and build any kind of hope that we're going to be able to keep him around anyways if he put up extreme numbers? Don't even start there. I mean, I could see dressing Cardale Jones, but they haven't. They haven't been. He's been, you know, on the inactive list week in and week out. But you know, he has been running the scout the scout team in in practice. And I mean, here's here here's what where the debate is for me: Is Tyrod Taylor playing well enough to be the undisputed starting quarterback going into next year? And I don't think. I don't think that you could take his performance and not want to like try to challenge him with another guy. That being said, if we do challenge him with another guy, how are we paying him $27 million? It's, it, it's kind of a debacle. And like, I really wish as much as I wanted to, I, I was the first one to be like, we got to get this deal done. We can't let Tyrod get away. Like go back, go back, you know, a few months and listen to our podcast. Like I was the guy who was like the Tyrod deal. It's getting done. It's getting done. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the best thing that ever happened. You, you know what kills me about the Tyrod deal though? And it really pisses me off. And we said it on the podcast, the Brock Osweiler situation. We knew at the time it was going to be highway robbery and it was highway robbery. And you get media people. Oh, why isn't Tyrod getting paid? Oh, still going pro football talk. Oh, well, still no talks about Tyrod. Still no talks about so-and-so quarterback. So how about media you shut the fuck up? How about you stop putting ideas in these guys' heads? Because really, I think Tyrod's kind of playing it. Yes, he's a starting quarterback. He deserves starting quarterback money. And they gave him a nice raise this year. And I think that's where he's at right now. Yep. Next year, I don't know. But it's still, again, 
number 20 quarterback money next year. We better hope the media never actually, like, listens to us and shuts the fuck up, though, because then, like, what shtick... We won't have a show. I was going to say, what shtick do we have besides telling them to shut the fuck up? Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, but I hear such crazy... You know what, though? So many people love that about our show, not to to toot our own horns over here, but a lot of people are like, man... I like the way you called Dustin Such out for that article or for what they said in that interview or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I love when we get that feedback. Because they're listening for the same reason that we're sitting here, you know? Right, right. They're sick of hearing the same shit headlines from all of these, you know, quote unquote, quote, major, 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 major news sources. I'm doing quotations like, not because they're not reputable sources. I think I'm the disreputable one here, but I'll still do the quote marks. Uh, oh, speaking of dicks. What? Let's talk about your boy, Percy Harvin, for a minute. Yo. Go on. He fleeced the shit out of us. I don't know what the contract situation is. I don't know how much he All right, had the that. contract number I, I, I saw was $1.74 million for the remainder of this season. He played 67 snaps. He missed last week because he had severe migraine headaches, didn't practice this week, missed, a, missed the game again, and now has been added to season-ending uh, non-football injury list. Great. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we still got to pay his ass. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to my uh, sources at One Bill's Drive all season. My my sources, I'm doing the quotation marks again for, for those who can't tell by the way I'm saying sources. Haven't heard from those guys, but I'm pretty sure he gets paid. I don't even I don't even know. I mean, I, it makes you wonder if they had in the contract some kind of stipulation, like, yo, dude, you got to play X amount of games or whatever. But um, I don't know. And if anyone has any insight into things like that, hit us up on Twitter. At Num Bills fan. I mean, I'm sure SpotTrack.com might have an idea. But I mean, it shows it showed that that's where I got. But his but you don't from. ever know the real contract details, right? Right, exactly. So that's kind of difficult. It, I mean, look, I don't know what to think. You know what I'm saying? And and my friend Dave, Dave David Larson. He posted the first day that that Harvin couldn't suit up the first game. Oh, there we go. He's going to retire next week. What do you know? He didn't retire, but he's just on the list. And it's like, I'll be honest with you. Which is weird because he was actually saying he wanted to play past this season. Well, I was actually just going to get into this. And um, frankly... I don't even know uh, if I even want to deal with, with with Percy Harvin next year. I don't want to deal with Percy Harvin because all you're going to do, you're going to have this guy, unfortunately, at this point, and I always believe in, no, things could really change. Look at Julio Jones. He was hurt the first few years, and now he's beasting. You know, and, and man. But I look at Percy Harvin, and I love the dude, man. Yeah, I, I, I want to chill with Percy. I want to smoke blunts with Percy Harvin if he smokes blunts for his migraines. But I'll be honest with you. I don't want to depend on him. I would love him to be there. But I want to make sure that the guys we have behind him have chemistry with our quarterback. I want to make sure that, you know, as far as next year, and even though we said we weren't going to talk about next year, it's like, I don't know if he's worth taking reps away from a guy that we could draft and or develop or another guy who is on Doug Whaley's radar and we could develop or start, you know, because it's like, how dependable are you if you can't be on the field? It doesn't, it doesn't add up. I mean, he's a weapon. He's definitely a weapon. And, and everybody knows I'm a big Percy Harvin fan. And the only thing I can hope, is that he comes back next year and he stays healthy if they want him, and then he switches his number back to 18. <laughs> that way I'm satisfied. It all comes back to that fucking jersey you bought, Dave. 
I, I want to get a picture of you in that jersey and just make that be our logo now. I don't know about all that. Let's not get crazy here. I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll get a really good quarterback that wears number eighteen. I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I, I think. Man, I'm so fatigued. I am so fatigued just being in this position every single year. Yeah. I don't even know like where to go because, again, here we go. Let's win out. But, hey, be thankful that, again, it's December. It's sort of kind of meaningful football. Now, the Bills sort of kind of have a tiebreaker. Or if the Bills beat Miami, which they're going to need to, they will technically beat out the, the Titans if the records stay the same as far as the thing, because the Titans beat the Dolphins, so they have that game on the Bills for the playoffs. I don't know if you knew that. So what's interesting about that is what the Bills got to do is they obviously got to win out, but Miami against the Patriots, who knows if Bill's going to rest his players, right? And on last week of the year for the Patriots Dolphins, so the Bills should try to definitely win out. Oh yeah, I was I was looking at you crazy. I was like, dog, that was last season. Or no, that was season before last. No, no, the Dolphins play the Patriots last game of the year. We got the Jets. Right. So, man, where do you? You know, you know, it's like you got to hope Denver loses. You got to hope that that the Bills beat Pittsburgh and they somehow lose to more teams. And, you know, we've seen Pittsburgh make the playoffs like this last year. You know, we've seen teams do it. The Texans and the Texans are dog shit. They're always dog shit and they make the playoffs. And it's I just want it to be why can't the Bills figure it out? And. The Bills, every year, they lose the AFC opponents. I don't understand it. It's like we bring in Jim Schwartz, and he beats every team in his former division. You know, like defensive, like we beat every team in AFC, in the NFC North that year. Oh, yeah. And it's like this team needs to figure out how to put it together. Their backs are up against the wall. The players don't want, want it more than anything. So, um, you know, really – I don't know how to describe it, man. Like, you got to keep faith in your team. Uh, but it, 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 I understand where people are at. But really, why do you watch it? Because in in March you're gonna you, you can't wait after the draft to see football again, and we're gonna be waiting weeks for free agency to hit. They're gonna be waiting weeks for the draft. Way too long to wait for the draft. They're gonna be waiting. You know, we're gonna be in tune with mini camps and guys in shorts, like Des, right now, I like mean, Des Lewis tearing up, and then he does nothing be, in camp. We're gonna be salivating over any little blurb we can get, so we have enough information to warrant sitting down and turning on our microphones. We go wild in the off season trying to find anything, you know. And I want to know how many of you dipshits out there in the world are guys that leave the stadium when the Bills are 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 really losing. And you spent all that money on your seat, or you didn't because you're lucky. And you just leave the stadium because it doesn't matter. But you guys are the same ones, I'm sure, a lot of you, that want to chime in on the draft and who we should keep and who we haven't. When, yo, not for nothing, you're missing plays on the field, Mr. GM, armchair armchair scout. You know, so for everybody saying, no, can you watch this team? Then don't chime in about the draft because you don't know what the team needs. No, you know what? My favorite thing my favorite thing I say on social media when the shit comes up is you know, and I touched on these guys earlier. You got everyone, "Oh, well we we should have drafted Gronk or why didn't we get Odell?" You got all those guys. I'm like, "Yo, if you spent as much time looking at the prospects coming out in next year's draft as you did Focusing on who went where in previous drafts and who we could have got and should have got and would have got had things been differently or gone differently, rather, you might have something worth discussing. You might have a topic for conversation that I'd actually want to get involved and engage in, but you don't. All you're doing is dwelling on the past. So stop. Stop. Get into college football. If you want to be Mr. Freaking Expert, 
Let me know who the next big thing is going to be, not who the last big thing is, because that's too easy. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You can look, you can look at what shit's still stuck to the wall. You know, fling the fresh turd, and then then talk to me when it sticks. Be like, oh hey, remember that guy I told you was hot? Well, look at him. He's over there in Miami tearing up our defense or whatever. You know what I mean? No, you're totally right, and and that that's that's where we were really getting at is there's, there's you no... want you want to be you want to chime in, be Mister Refresher comments on Buffalo Rumblings or BillsForLife.com or the Bills for Life Facebook group or wherever whatever group you're a part of, you want to be the expert. Look, it's so easy to say that Tyrod Taylor can't do it. It's so easy to say that so and so can't do it. Why don't you back it up with guys who can? And guys who they should get. And why don't you research, wow, maybe it really isn't this guy. Or and maybe it'll confirm what you're saying and, and back it up. There's some very good callers, and to, especially the John Murphy show. I, I don't want to keep shouting them out, but there's some very good callers. In our last Facebook Live show, we had our best comment section ever. People were talking really deep about the team. They were getting into it. Not negatively. It was great. And if you do negatively, we'll just, you know, whatever. Keep doing your we'll thing. We'll giggle, and that, that's it. Yeah, we, we don't encourage it, but encourage it. So it's like I, I, I'm i on the boat of, you know, you want to make a point? Let's do it. And, and, and I was listening to the John River show the other day, and I'm just like, again, drink again. I was listening to it, and I'm like, man, I want to call in. I want to call in. I'm going to call in. And I'm like, wait, that's why we do a podcast. I couldn't wait to talk. And my whole point was about the whole EJ manual, people who want to – Circle back to that. I want to wrap up on Cardale. But uh, it's like, if you're going to call in about stuff, if you're going to talk, try to just support it. Don't just read a headline. Because when you realize the ass wipes that, that write the articles, and they might not actually make the headline. The editor might make the headline for them. But I would bet that they might have a headline ready. Who knows? Either way, I hear these guys ask the dumbest questions ever at press conferences, and um, we don't need to name any names, but it's really pathetic. So it's like, you know, if you're just going off of your dumb headline you see, you're out of your mind. And it's okay. It's okay. We're all guilty of it. And when it comes to other teams, I'm not as in-depth. I don't know what beat writers to check out for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I don't give a shit. But if I want to find out good information and talk about it, you got to find those guys. And and really, it, it's just about information distribution. Talking yourself off the ledge. Why do you watch sports? You watch sports because you like the rush. You like the rush. Let's keep going. You're not throwing Cardale Jones in. He is nowhere near ready. At the same time, there was a rumbling out there, I think, from Jay Skursky or somebody that... Uh, he, well, to he, be looked, fair, he looked good against the first-team defense. Yeah, I was going to say, to practice. be fair, he wasn't ready 14 weeks ago or whenever the hell I last saw him, you know what I mean? Right. But, I don't, again, I don't want to rush a rookie quarterback into a starting situation if you don't have to. Right. Like, what's the point? I mean, the talent we need to evaluate right now is Tyrod because, like I, like I said, is he good enough? is he good enough to pay to compete? Because I don't think anyone's going to say, like, he's been playing well enough to not have somebody come in and challenge him for that job next year. Right. And and I made an analogy, and it, and it sucks because, like, again, I feel like I'm down on Tyrod, but it just it's starting to feel like he's missing the most important part of his position. And I made this analogy uh, chatting on Facebook with uh, – with actually Amber James, you know her. She she does uh, photography for a lot of the bands in our area. I mean, a lot of touring bands, too. Shout out to Amber and her photography, which is excellent if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I was like, yo, it's like this. Tyrod's like a shiny new car that's like fully loaded, heated seats, leather, power everything, navigation. You got the fly, you know, uh, chromed out rims on it. You got the custom paint. But then the damn thing only goes like 45 miles per hour. You can't even take it on the damn expressway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. I'm not saying I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor isn't fast. That's maybe it's a bad analogy to use because the dude can run his ass off. That's not the, that's not what I'm saying though. It's like he has all the extra bells and whistles that you wish your 
pocket passer quarterback type had the playmaking capability. You see him, he looks awesome. He's in the backfield. He's, he's a guy, juking. He's, he's a guy putting you, spin you play moves. better with in Madden than you he's, do in real life. Right. He's throwing he's throwing on the back foot. Like he's making all these wild plays where most guys, you know, you got your Kyle Orton who's just gonna like, you know, lay down and wait wait for the nearest defender to tap him on the leg. Let him know the play's over, you know what I mean? So Yeah, King Sack yourself. So He's he's got all these like awesome traits, you know, he'll break off that 30-yard run. He'll, you know, he'll keep it and go, you know, 14-15 yards into the end zone. And you're like, "Wow, what a great athlete." The only problem here is it's like, I guess I I guess I'll use a kitchen analogy now cuz I'm working in a kitchen at the moment. It's like you got a really good manager or you got a you got a manager that's a really good cook. And a chef that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You know what I mean? So, like, somebody else could step in and do the job better, but that's not their job. Their, their job is to handle other aspects of the day-to-day business. You know what I'm saying? And Tyrod really needs to just find what works for him. And I feel like a lot of his struggle has come from criticism. Oh, he can't throw over the middle. Oh, all he does is run. Like, Fine. I'd rather him take off and run and make a play than try to try to wait for someone to come open. And I don't know. I don't know what his read, what it, how quick he can and can't read fields. Everyone says, oh, he can't read. But, you know, our boy Eric Turner, he had a great point on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. You know, a lot of these people were like, oh, this guy's open down the field. This guy's open down the field. Well, no, it's not. It, what he said was it's not Sandlot football. And that stuck out to me. It's not just like wing it to whoever comes open. A lot of these, a lot of these passing plays are progressions. You go in order. You got your guy running the one route. Okay, he's not open. You move to your next guy. All right, that guy's not open. When this guy on the, on the you know, in route makes the corner, look for him. Okay, he's he's got the safety coming his way. Like there's there's levels to this. It's not just like oh the first guy to to get in front of his defender is where you got to throw. That's not how these plays are drawn up. Yeah, but he, he lacks, as a lot of people point out, though, correctly, he lacks anticipation. And one of the first things you learn, at least I learned as a kid, and this could be very simple fundamentals, and I'm not saying it's that easy to correct because I'm not behind a bunch of behemoths in front of me and they're trying to rip my head off and I have other behemoths trying to block them, but... He doesn't anticipate throws. He doesn't lead players. He do, he doesn't do that. You know, he needs to learn to do that. And that's the problem we have is he holds on to the ball. According to Pro Football Focus, he holds on to the ball longer than anybody in the league. And right. it's like right. a lot of these sacks we know could be him getting him holding on to the ball too long, looking for the big play. At the same time, you're seeing receivers out there frustrated who are making their breaks who are getting open. And it seems like every game there's a few throws that they might be touchdowns that he's leaving on the field. And I'm sorry, you could probably tell by the tone of my voice, I'm finally starting to get impatient. Oh no, definitely. I I, I don't think with the team really, not even Tyrod, just the team. This is ridiculous. They need to get their head out of their ass, put together. Unless you guys are like ten and one, don't be getting complacent. Don't be getting complacent until you clinch your playoffs, no, no. so you can go out in the first round anyways. Stop. Like, they need to get their head out of their ass, start leading, start taking chances, throw the ball over the middle, start leading players, get Charles Clay back. God bless Charles, Charles Clay if you're into God and Jesus and all that. He just had a kid, so good for you, Charles. Happy for your dog. Firstborn, it's awesome. But really, like, let's start making some freaking plays, man. I'm over it. I'm so over it. This team needs to get their head out of their ass. I'm so sick of hearing next year. I'm so sick of hearing about the draft. I'm so sick of hearing shitty-ass fans just... Claim to be huge fans, but you guys are the ones who pay a lot of money, who might drive out of town to come to the stadium and leave early, or the ones who obsess over the bills and talk dumbass shit in comments, yet don't watch the whole game because you left early, or you just shut it off and decide to mow your lawn in the middle of December. You know, like, I don't want to hear from you people anymore. I just want them to win, so everybody just shuts up. That's really it. That's why I had this podcast, tell people about the ledge, like, just fucking win. I'm so over this shit. Win out. Just win out. If you get the 10 and 6 and don't make the playoffs, you know how happy fans will be? I'll be shitting a brick. 
only about 50% of fans because that it, a lot of people still think it's front office problems, coaching problem. Like everyone has their idea about what needs to get fixed and you can't please everybody cuz not everyone's going to get fired and if they did you wouldn't like the fucking results. And and when people get fired, oh well we got to wait for him to develop. We got to wait for him to develop. Oh, he's got to get his guys in. You know how it is. I'm so sick of hearing this. No one get fired. Can we just keep people? Can we just go forward? I don't care if this is what Tyra Taylor brings for $27 million next year. I don't because just it just shows that smart quarterbacks, they actually do get better. But I'm waiting for them to take that step. And we're kind of looking for it. We're in a panic. We want it now. And hopefully we get it. I'm, I'm done here, dude. Are you good? Yeah, pretty much. We'll be on Facebook Live tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Check out Facebook.com slash NumBillsFan. Hit like, and you can come join in on the conversation tomorrow night. It's a good time, usually. Um, Hopefully, you know, another day or so here will cool my jets off a little bit. Because, you know, this podcast got us both heated. We're both like, like, growling into the microphone over here. It's like we're doing hardcore bands again. We're, like, yelling and shit. You got to, like... Check out numbillsfan.com. Bills for Life brings you the Facebook Live show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And numbillsfan.com has everything we've done. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I'm pretty psyched, so. And uh, check out our homies at punchdrunksports.com. Subscribe to their podcast, Punch Drunk Sports. Follow them on Twitter, at punchdrunk. Follow us on Twitter. Dave's at numbillsfan. I'm numbillsadamd. Good night, folks. Have a good one. Goodbye. Good morning. <laughs> That's a shout-out to Mike Sawyer. Good morning, Michael Sawyer. All right, see ya. Numbillsman.com.